0: What did we think of that crazy Bengals-Jaguars game on Monday night? And what do we do now that Trevor Lawrence is injured? And who should he pick up on the waiver wire ahead of week 14? We have all those answers for you as we another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football.
1: You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iron, and I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com.
1: Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com.
0: All right, uh, we do want to get into the waiver wire, as we usually do here on a Tuesday on the show, but it's such a compelling and interesting wild Monday night game where the Bengals upset the Jaguars in overtime, but the biggest storyline from that game is Trevor Lawrence going down with an ankle injury. We're not sure how long he's going to be out. So we want to break that down as well as Christian Kirk going down a little bit earlier for the Jaguars. So it looks like two key guys could be missing time at the wrong time here from the Jaguars. So we'll get into that. And then we'll look at, uh, yeah, there's some other injuries that we have to consider, including Ramondre Stevenson that are going to help us on the waiver wire. So we'll get into all that. Before we do that, I got to tell you this episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by Game Time. Create an account and use the code LOCKDOWNFL for a $20 discount off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. That's at Game Time. All right, Michelle, let's dive right into it. And let's start with the positive. We'll get into what happened with Lawrence and Kirk, and that's definitely a bummer. But the positive is Jake Browning took over, and he looked fantastic. He was just completing pass after pass. He was spreading the ball around. Joe Mixon goes off on the ground, and in the air, you have Jamar Chase blowing up here. Chase Brown behind Joe Mixon looked good. This running game came to life, and the toughest of matchups go figure. Now, we didn't get T. Higgins going in this game, but it had to be encouraging, right? It's a favorable matchup this week against so the Colts. Jake Browning, I don't think there was anything fluky about that performance when you're that efficient and the completion percentage is that high
1: yeah he just looked really good like everything he was doing he looked very confident he didn't look rattled I don't even think he looked bad in the Steelers game the week prior I know that the Bengals offense was terrible and they couldn't get anything going but like he was completing passes it was just a lot of short stuff that they were doing and they started that game with a lot of short passes and you're like oh this is gonna be the same thing again Jamar Chase had like on his first six catches it was like 11 yards or something ridiculous like no yards and then they just opened it up And he was thriving under those situations. Like Jamar Chase ends as the wide receiver six on the week. Another 30 point performance from a wide receiver. Mixon ends as the running back one. Of course, I was against him. I just needed him to have not a huge game. He blew up. Like, I don't know if you can, like, should Jake Browning be picked up off waivers? Are we really going, like, what if you've been depending on Trevor Lawrence? We'll get into that injury, but it looks like he's going to be out for at least a few weeks here would you pick up Jake Browning and consider him uh, an option to start at least in this next week against the Colts?
0: Yeah, that's a good consideration as well. I mean, the matchup is good and him and Gardner Minshew could go back and forth in this game, right? Minshew was coming in hot, playing the Titans last week, putting up some nice numbers, 300 yards and a couple scores. So this is good. These two guys uh, could get into a shootout and we've seen the Colts, right? Wherever they go, there seems to be a lot of points, scored. It's just a weird thing, the season with Indianapolis on both sides. So look, if you need him, Sam Howell's gone. He's been a QB one. He's on a buy. Kyler Murray is now a QB one based on how you play him every week. So two guys that are not available. Then you add Trevor Lawrence. There's of course no Joe Burrow. So it just goes all over here that you might need some quarterback help and super flex for sure. I mean, the Browns keep changing quarterbacks. Uh, if you're going to say Look, you have Jake Browning and Joe Flacco out there. I mean, Flacco was sneakily a top 12 QB last week. That's how bad quarterback was. But if Joe Flacco can be started and get you a top 12 number, I think Jake Browning with his weapons certainly can be. So I think he should be picked up. And maybe the Joe Burrow manager that's been looking for a little bit of boost maybe should have looked right behind him because now here's the opportunity here. So I, I like that for sure. Now, we have to get into the sad part however just as trevor lawrence was going you had another big fantasy game at least he did that right if you started him yeah. you got the big game out of him before he got hurt late in the game ankle sprain they're calling him day to day slash week to week and it's weird because last time we thought for sure he was missing that thursday night game against the saints he plays he goes nuts on a bad knee so i wouldn't 100 rule him out because he's just one tough dude but if I'm the Jaguars, I'm a little bit careful here this week. I know they're playing the Browns. The Browns are a tough team by their record. But, look, you have to just be careful. If he's hurting even more, your season's done here. So I think you just have to look at this carefully. But I don't know what to do here. Christian Kirk is also out. The good news is Parker Washington stepped in the slot. And he was fantastic. And you might be way that you go, right? If Christian Kirk is gone, it clearly looks like they're playing playing Parker Washington in that slot role. So something to look at. Calvin Ridley, look, it might be a little bit of a struggle, right? Him and Trevor Lawrence have good chemistry. So that could be the person that uh, kind of hurts here. Maybe we get a bump up from Zay Jones in this offense. And, of course, Travis Etienne may be getting a little bit more work as well.
1: Yeah, at least Etienne finally came up with that touchdown. He should have had two. He had a chance at the one-yard line. Didn't get in, got to the one-inch. And then Lawrence, you know, did the quarterback sneak there to steal that touchdown. But he had a fine fantasy day. Evan Ingram went, uh, had an awesome day. Play your tight ends against the Bengals. Like, that's just, just do it every single week. We'll talk about that in our tight end streamer segment at the end of uh, today's show. But uh, yeah, rookie Parker Washington should definitely be considered a guy that you, you might want to pick up off waivers and start playing him if they're going to use him in that Christian Kirk role. He is Christian Kirk is the guy in this offense. I know Ridley has some big games, but he disappears a lot. I mean, he was pretty much, even with Lawrence, it's not like he was really doing anything, right? He had that one 20-yard catch, but besides that, uh, didn't do anything in the game it did seem like zay jones maybe cj bethard's go-to guy keep an eye on that he's definitely a viable pickup but as we've been talking about going into this game i said enjoy lawrence for the last time i didn't mean because i thought he was going to get injured <laughs> but because they're going to be going to cleveland which we know the Browns defense in cleveland's really hard and then they're facing the ravens so two terrible matchups not gonna be fun really to play any of these guys with cj bethard a new center but Hey, we said that about jake browning and all the guys came through so keep playing the ones that are producing and then unfortunately for trevor lawrence you're going to be i would think he's going to miss at least a couple yeah. weeks
0: yeah i mean again i would play it safe because they could win these games with defense if they really wanted especially this week against cleveland although their defensive look good against the bengals but no. it's a different story joe flacco <laughs> and seeing a, a team with some firepower so we'll see how it plays out and uh, we will give you some advice there to help you with streaming quarterbacks this week uh, in our final segment.
1: Yes, absolutely. And in our next segment, we're going to get into the priority waivers guys. You really need to add to your team. If you have space or, you know, if you're, you're dealing with injuries and you need, you need someone for the rest of the season. So we'll get into some running backs and wide receivers that are priority for pickup uh, on this week's waivers. But first let's talk about one of our sponsors. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you from the Game Time app. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. It's the, it's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. And tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. I can say I've used this app so many times, and everything that I just stated is 100% correct. So easy to use. Always go on that app right before I'm heading to a game, and I can buy tickets at the last minute for cheap. And it's just the easiest ticketing app out there right now. Snag the tickets without the stress of game time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, all you have to do is create an account on the GameTime app and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Terms do apply. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Benny. So this week 13 was just terrible for injuries just across the board. I like all the positions, but we had some running back injuries, right? You have Ramondre Stevenson go down. Uh, he seems like he's going to miss some time with the ankle injury. Brian Robinson jr. Goes down with a hamstring. Now the, the commanders do have a bye in week 14. So we'll see if he's ready to come back. We had Derek Henry go out with a, head injury, but it seems like he's fine. He's not in concussion protocol, but I think the main guy that if he's on waivers, you have to go after is Patriots running back Ezekiel Elliott, right? He had 17 carries last week when Stevenson went down. He was utilized in the passing game because Stevenson wasn't there. Who else do they have on this team? Nobody.
0: Yeah, and Michelle, I've been sitting on Ezekiel Elliott in one league behind Ramondre Stevenson all season long because I just wanted to make sure and in terms of the handcuff situation, this is one of the clearest, right? There's nobody else really touching the ball. Therefore, the Patriots, they just completely pivoted, right? They were phasing out Elliott. Then, when Stevens went down, they just gave the workload to Elliott, right? It was pretty good. Unfortunately, if I had known, I would have played Elliott. I <laughs> knew Stevenson was going down, got a few more points this week, but. That's how it goes. I mean, these midseason injuries are all, or mid-game and mid-season injuries are always difficult to navigate through. But yeah, the Elliott to me is a plug-and-play. I mean, there's very few players like that. And it's weird to say, right, an offense that got shut out, an offense that stinks. But the one thing they've done in the past several weeks, they have a pretty good run blocking offense line. They run the ball. And the Steelers, you know, as you know, that they've been up and down a little bit against the run. Last week was a bit shocking how uh, they got James Conner rolling. Maybe it was a revenge game. Maybe he was motivated. But we know Ezekiel Elliott runs hard. That's good, right? He's going to get those forward yards. He's a decent pass protector. So he's going to be on the field, right, to catch short passes if needed as well. So, yeah, it's just a plug and play to me. He's not as explosive as Stevenson. Can't get those chunk runs. But if he gets volume, which he should, against the the Steelers this week, I think you're going to be just fine. Now, unfortunately, we're not going to get that from Ty J Spears. I don't know what this was going on. Everything pointed to Derrick Henry leaving that game against the Colts with a concussion, but no, he's not in the concussion protocol. That's good for him, right? You can get Derrick Henry, but as we pointed out in the show, in negative game scripts, which is sure to be against the Dolphins, he's gone. So maybe there's some upside for J Spears anyway, because they could be blown out absolutely by the Dolphins on the road. We know Miami just destroys teams with horrible past defenses like the Titans. So I Spears still might have some value this week, but at least if you're a Derrick Henry manager, you got to have money roster.
1: Yeah, it is going to be unfortunate for Derrick Henry. Like I, it's been fun to get four rushing touchdowns from him over the last two weeks in games that were close. But like you said, yeah, I don't, I don't envision the Titans keeping it close with the Dolphins. And Just throughout this year, right when the games are not close, Derek Henry does not get the work. But it's not even like the work goes to Tajay Spears. Like that would make me feel better, at least if we knew, okay, games that they're going to get blown out, you play Tajay Spears. Games that should be close, you play Henry. But it just seems like as long as Henry's there, healthy, they really are just going to give him the majority of the work that they do give to their backfield. You keep playing Derek Henry, but probably won't be as good of a game as we've seen the last two weeks. With Antonio Gibson, I do think he's a, like a guy to pick up, right? Because hamstring injuries can linger quite a long time. We'll see how long Brian Robinson Jr.'s hamstring injury will take here for him to come back. They have the week t- week 14 by, like I said. And then the schedule afterwards is the Rams, Jets, and 49ers. Those are the last three games in the fantasy season for the Commanders. I don't love that for just the Commanders offense in general. Antonio Gibson's just a guy that you pick up because you really need a body in your running back spot that's going to get some volume. I don't expect him to be very efficient or put up huge numbers.
0: Yeah, I think you also have to look for Chris Rodriguez Jr. to see if uh, youth movement, they're not going to wear anywhere in Washington. So maybe they want to look in that direction as well. So keep that in mind. It's not going to all go to Gibson should Brian Robinson Jr. miss time. Now, a couple guys, I think it's the last call for them. They're the clear leaders of their backfield now as young backs. I mean, it was a uh, goodbye to Deuce Staley and the Frank Reich, and that meant not forcing in Miles Sanders anymore. So Chuba Hubbard took over the backfield. He took advantage of the Bucks being down at linebacker. The Saints' run defense is not that good. So if Chuba Hubbard's out there, go pick him up. Keaton Mitchell, obviously, if some people forgot about him or had to drop him during the bye, he was getting those increased exponential snaps here for the Ravens and a decent matchup against Ramson and Roshon Johnson. Also, if people had to drop him during the bye, I don't know how the Bears go back to the other guys. This guy is just all around a good back. So those guys are available probably in the shallow leagues. Go after them. Now let's pivot to wide receiver. Now, one guy that I would check for with Christian Watson here in Hamstring, and he was available in about half leagues, is Romeo Dubs, right? I think a lot of people said, okay, it's Jaden Reed and Christian Watson, so I'm going to give up on Dubs. But Dubs could have a big role against the Giants this week should you have no – Watts in that game. Now, guys that should be more widely available. Noah Brown. We know what happened with the Texans. Unfortunately, we had the Tank Dell go down for the season. Noah Brown has been a super sub really great this season when he's had the opportunity to fill in. It is a tough matchup against the Jets. You also have Elijah Moore, a former Jet, who's uh looking good now. He's the main guy with Joe Flacco. Mari Cooper has a concussion. So maybe a couple guys that are going to be in key starting roles. Then we mentioned Zay Jones at the top, Michelle, just a guy now, you're right. Good point out of you with CJ Beathard, right? That connection, new quarterback, new go to guy, especially if Ridley is a little bit bottled up. So there's a lot of help out there, I think, a wide receiver this week uh, from different guys.
1: Yeah, I think Noah Brown is definitely someone that should be rostered. And starting him this week against the Jets, yeah, it's super risky and it's a terrible matchup. But after that, I, I am okay playing him in either of the Titans matchups that you get into the next three weeks. But he's he played 81 percent of the snaps last week right he he scored zero fantasy points but that was his first game back from injury he was on the field 81 percent of the time that was actually his season high with this team so it's surprising that targets weren't really going his way maybe the broncos you know had him covered nicely and there was just other guys open but we we saw the ceiling with him in the two games prior to him sustaining that injury when he had 153 yards and 172 yards. So that kind of ceiling isn't just sitting out there on the waivers. Like you can't just yeah. find those guys anywhere. So definitely don't let him sit out there. I, it, it doesn't mean you have to play him this week, but don't let someone else pick him up and have that kind of potential on their roster for the fantasy playoffs. Elijah Mitchell is kind of the exact opposite of Noah Brown, where he's you know 12 targets last week 83 yards because you know it was just four receptions but does seem like joe flacco was going to him amari cooper's dealing with the injury nice matchup against the jaguars this week and there's really no scary matchups left uh in any of the next three weeks The jaguars bears texans like you can play elijah Moore in any of those if you want just not a super high ceiling, right? With 12 yeah. targets since last week, he had 12.3 fantasy points in PPR. And I really do like Zay Jones moving forward. It's unfortunate with the schedule, but I do think with Christian Kirk out, he's going to see a lot of targets. He's going to be on the field even more than usual. He played 93% of snaps in week 13, by far the highest of the season, likely because Kirk was out. And the, yeah, Bethard's not great, but it did seem like he was looking for Zay Jones. So that's a good sign.
0: Yeah, we should also watch. There was a key injury for the Browns secondary last week if Denzel Ward didn't play. And if he doesn't play again, that's going to be helpful there for the Jaguars wide receivers in general. And We do have some key injuries that really open things up. Marshall Lattimore not playing for the Saints last week. You we also had A.J. Terrell get banged up, so watch that. I mean, some of these corner matchups that used to be daunting as we could get attrition later in the season, there's going to be more things open up, and that, that's definitely happening in a lot of these cases. Now, Michelle... There's a defense that's been red hot the last couple of weeks. They did it with special teams scoring on special teams last week, but the Colts and you really like their, uh, matchups going forward here is not just a streamer, but maybe one that uh, can close helping your fantasy team win a championship.
1: Yeah. They're just making big splash plays. Like what's great about the Colts defense is they're still allowing yards and some points. So it's like not terrible for like the fan, like opposing fantasy players. Right. But they're getting these big splash plays or big turnovers that are turning into touchdowns on the defense slash special team side. And their next four matchups are against the Bengals. Now, I know Jake Browning just went off, but like they could cause him to make some turnovers, right? That against the Steelers. I mean, goodness gracious, Falcons and Raiders. Those that's a delicious end of season season schedule for fantasy defense so if colt if the colt's defense sitting out there in your waivers, there's someone that you need to pick up and you can play them for the rest of the year and they should c- continue making those big splash plays and hopefully score some more defensive or special team touchdowns
0: yeah we'll also give you recommendations on other defenses the colts actually might be managing a lot of leagues because they're a hot streak but don't drop them if you've got them if you need help in Shaw league make sure you get the colts i mean that's my priority this week if I'm looking at that position, but there's a few more out there that should be widely available in your leagues. We'll check those out as well as streaming options at quarterback and tight end in our final segment. But first, got to hear, again, from another one of our fine sponsors. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by Jace Medical. And I know we've come to sports escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than one of our spouses or or one of my kids got sick while supply chain issue kept them from getting the life-saving medication they need. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So you want to be prepared for that, and the best way to do that is to visit jacemedical.com. Complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by board-certified physician, and your medication will be diagnosed by licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com. And use the promo code locked on to get twenty dollars off your order again. That's jacemedical.com. The promo code is locked on to get twenty dollars off your order only at Jace Medical. All right, it is the time to close the show. We're going to look at those streamers as we promised here, starting at quarterback. And I'll go down the list, Michelle, and see how you like these guys. And we're not one hundred percent sure Josh Dobbs. We'll start. We're going to find out tomorrow if it's him or Nick Mullins, the Vikings, and what they decided after the bye week against the Raiders. We know Joe Flacco probably in for another start as he played pretty well last week. He got some Jaguars at home. We talked about Jake Browning, and we talked about Gardner Minshew. So these are some pretty good options. Now, I'll throw one more at you here looking at these four. If Derek Carr misses a game, would you play Jameis Winston at home against the Panthers?
1: Yeah, Jameis Winston's an interesting because you have Chris Olave, and then maybe, see the thing is Taysom Hill might steal his touchdowns, yeah. right? If they yeah. get near the goal line or Taysom Hill might come in and throw one, that's my only worry. We know Jameis Winston has a big arm. We know he'll probably throw a pick or two. But if he can connect with Chris Alave, maybe at Camara, the other options, Shawan Johnson, something like that, I, I think he's a, an all right play. And Derek Carr should be missing this game. This is the second time he's in concussion protocol in the last month. Like that, I don't know how he would be okay to play uh, that fast. I, I wouldn't think the NFL would allow that. So, out of the four you mentioned, besides Winston, I do think. Jake Browning is super interesting, right? Because we saw him have 27 points last night and he seems exciting. It's it's a nice matchup against the Colts. We brought up, they have a lot of splash plays, but they are allowing yards and and points. But I still think I feel better about Gardner Minshew on the other side of the ball because we also saw the Bengals uh, allow a lot of yards and points to the Jaguars last week. The Bengals do not look like a very good uh, passing defense at all as of late. So I would go with Gardner Minshew over Jake Browning. But I, if I had to keep one on my bench just to see what happened, definitely Jake Browning. Joe Flacco has the best matchup of the bunch against the Jaguars who have allowed the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. But it's Joe Flacco. And yeah. I it's want nothing
0: to
1: I'm not yeah. putting him in my lineups. I'm just not and josh Dobbs, i'm fine with putting him back into my lineup i know the last time we saw him before the bye atrocious four fantasy points he had one passing touchdown four interceptions didn't do anything on the ground only 11 rushing yards it was atrocious but against the raiders i am willing to throw him back in so if he does start i think i'd go dobbs minchu browning flacco that's my order
0: Yeah, and just watch the Colts-Bengals game again. That could be a good one to invest in a DFS just because of the cheapness of those quarterbacks, right? And to me, I would go Browning just a little bit ahead of Minshew this week only because I think you can also run on the Bengals, right? I think they should have success with Zach Moss in that game, so maybe a little less yardage in that direction where I think the Colts might be playing from ahead in that game. We'll see. Like you said, their schedule is very strong here. and The defense is playing pretty well. So we'll see how that plays out, but I think that's going to be again a game that uh, more people would like to attach themselves to than we first anticipated. So let's look at the tight end matchups, and these are some of the best ones of the week. I mean, Gerald Everett has a smash spot, right? It's the Broncos, it's a cheat code. But on the other end, it's Kylan Granson getting the other cheat code against the Bengals. So Gerald Everett, I think, obviously, is a name that we can play, and he was a little more involved here for Justin Herbert last week. But I'll give you three names this week. Kyle Granson in this great matchup. Brevin Jordan filling in probably for Dalton Schultz in a decent matchup against the Jets. And this is the reason I'm fading David Njoku this week. But Harrison Bryant is an interesting name. I knew Joe Flacco was going to throw to... These are the two weird things. I knew Joe Flacco was going to throw to the tight end a lot. I didn't know it was going to be Harrison Bryant. I knew a Saints traditional tight end, not Taysom Hill, would score. It was Jimmy Graham, not Juwan Johnson. So these are the two twists that happened is harrison bryant gonna get more love now and this may not be good for david and joku
1: yeah i know and i don't even want to trust the harrison bryant thing because watch you'll start harrison bryant and go back to david and joku so i'm still gonna have david and joku higher than harrison bryant but He'll definitely be lower. They're both going to be lower for me this week, just because it seems like they're going to eat into each other's work. Kylan Granson is very interesting. He had 72 receiving yards last week. A lot of it, most of it came on one long reception. He only had three receptions, three targets in the game. He is. The, so the thing with the Colts, right, is they have four different tight ends that they use. It's obnoxious, but yeah. Granson is the only tight end on the team with 20 plus targets. He's the only tight end on the team with more than 10 receptions. and. So well over everybody else in receptions of targets. Still not reliable enough for fantasy at all. But I do love this matchup. And I am okay playing Kylan Granson this week as a one-week fill-in. But also Brevin Jordan should not be overlooked. If Dolan Schultz has to miss another game, we know the Jets are really good against wide receivers. You can target the tight end against them. I don't like. who cares that John Smith didn't do anything last week. He hasn't done anything for a while for the Falcons, So I'm not worried about the jets all of a sudden good against tight ends. And Bravin Jordan was on the field. 75% of the time last week with Dalton Schultz out had 64 yards, 9.4 fantasy points. But I think, I think in this matchup, they're going to need him and without tank Dell, uh, you know, yeah. Tank Dell's off the field, they're gonna have to go to someone else. So, I really like Brevin Jordan this week. I would be looking at Brevin Jordan or Kylan Granson as like high upside plays, but I do I think Jordan's, Brevin Jordan's a little bit safer.
0: Yeah, Jordan's gonna be involved, they're not gonna completely take away the tight end. He made a great point about Tank Dell not being involved. And, and look, Granson, I'm, I've been shocked really that the Colts haven't tried to use Kylan Granson or Alec Pierce more to stretch the field, and all of a sudden they did that. With both guys in the same game, and look what unlock, Unfortunately, it's probably going to come at the expense of a little bit of Josh Downs. Right, if, if you have some other guys making the big plays with Michael Pittman, who's the stud every week, it's probably going to lessen the effect. So I think you're right. Kyle Grant's a little bit more big play dependent, but you can make big plays downfield against the Bengals with their tight end coverage. And I think Jordan's going to be consistently involved. And I know he had a big play last week, and not a lot of volume. But Jordan a little bit safer again because he's more direct plug and play to schultz while you're looking at grants and still in that committee right it's not like anyone disappeared yet from that so Mm -hmm. those are the tight ends that you look at but uh, there's also some really good defenses other than the colts that we mentioned we have the texans listed against the jets saints at home there against the panthers they're banged up but carolina they always make mistakes here and the patriots if you need them look I think they were forgotten, right? The Chargers dominated that game and won, but they held the Chargers to six points. They get Mitchell Trubisky on a short week. So the Steelers actually might be the number one defensive play this week, looking at that at home. But the Patriots might be number two in the same game.
1: Yeah, I mean... If there's even 20 combined points in this game, I would be absolutely shocked. Absolutely shocked. But I mean, Mitch Trubisky throws interceptions all the time. So, you know, Kenny Pickett was a little bit safer with the ball, at least after the, like his first five starts in the NFL, but Mitch Trubisky, he's going to throw an interception or two in this game. So if you want the Patriots defense, that's a, that's a good play. And yeah, we don't even know who the Jets quarterback is going to be because they can't figure out a quarterback. They want to start yeah. this week.
0: Uh, so the Texans,
1: <laughs> Texans are a fantastic play, and the Panthers' offense is just garbage as well. So Saints, these are all really good plays this week. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong with either of them. Again, it's the Texans, Saints, and Patriots, and then also Steelers if they're out there.
0: Yeah, streaming defense has actually been pretty good this year. And just target these bad offenses that are out there and and there's certainly a lot of bad offense being played with backup quarterbacks. So it's been a gift, right? I mean, you've got to play the right defense every week if you're still using it in your leagues. And there's still a lot of good ones here this time. So for this edition of Lockdown Fantasy Football and our look at the waiver wire here for week 14, as well as uh, what to do with Trevor Lawrence out. This has been Vinny Iyer.
1: And I'm Michelle Majuke. Bye, y'all.